Well, hello. Hi. <laughs> a long time no see. No kidding. <laughs> What's going on, Melissa? Uh, I, I, I hear a, a rumor that you're going to be in town here in a little bit offering a class. I am. I'm actually just coming up to have coffee with someone and then I was going to pop it. <laughs> no, I'm excited to come back to Goddess Elite and um, do readings all day. Uh, so I'm going to be back August 7th. going to do readings all day and then we're going to do a class on magical servitors or, or making our imaginary friends do things for us in the real world. So. Our imaginary friends. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, I'm trying to remember what they were called as a kid. Uh, those those little animals that were like bits and pieces of other animals and they had a cartoon. Um, it's going to bug me. I'm going to have to look for this. But um, I had one of them as like a buddy as a kid for okay. a time. Yeah, but I, it's, it's kind of, I mean, <laughs> yes, it's not the same. Um, it, I mean, it's so, I mean, it's. Talking about magical servitors and calling them imaginary friends is a little reductive, right? Because it's not exactly true, but it's close enough for people who don't have any sense of. Uh, I'm cross posting the video. Hang on. <laughs> I can spell it correctly. Um, and so there is this what it is, is what you're doing is you're kind of you're creating a character, you're creating. Um, you're creating kind of this entity, this thought form really is a better way, like the more magical way and the more serious way to describe it would be to say, we're creating a thought form and we're imbibing them with characteristics and intentions. And we're giving them a character, we're giving them character traits and behaviors, like we'd be creating a Dungeons and Dragons character. And then we're talking about how do we call them forward? What is their purpose? What's their goal in our life? Um, how do we activate them? How do we feed them and keep them alive? Or how do we retire them and expire them and kill them off so that they don't run rampant in our life? Hmm. And so the idea is that we're kind of infusing this, this character that we've created with, um, with our intention and our willpower. And we're using that as a way to using that as a way to tip the odds in our favor in real life. So I've used servitors for, um, I've used servitors for selling my house, for getting a job, for um, for safe travels on a journey, um, to um, all the way to kind of understanding my own healing process and the things that I need to go through on my path of kind of being in, like I did a whole series of live servitor creations around the divine masculine, the 12 archetypes of the divine masculine. So pretty interesting stuff. A lot of interesting things happen. Um, in that process, like a lot of interesting magical things happen in that process. Okay, so in in teaching this class, um, why would other than having, um, as you put it, our imaginary friends come help us? Like, mm -hmm. what's an instance or a good suggestion? Like for somebody who doesn't know what a servitor is, why sure. would they want to investigate, learn how to use one? Yeah. So it's like it, the ma magical servitors are kind of like are, are like a lot of magical traditions. So if it was a puppet doll or it was a candle or it was 
uh, was spell candle or it was an altars arrangement or a crystal grid arrangement, right? It's another way for us. It's another way for us to think about our magical intentions and do that intention setting. Um, and it's mm-hmm. a way to start to create character, car- kind of create characters like I'm slipping back into my Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it's a way for us <laughs> to kind of create magical entities that we can kind of you kind of think about it like creating your own little company in your head of I have, you know, I use this servitor for this thing. I use this servitor for this thing. And it just gives us a way to come way to, to activate our magic in a much different way. Um, and I, for me, the whole idea of servitors is, is beneficial because I am creating it as a thought form. So it gives me a place to target my conversation. So I can think this is, you know, I want to do, you know, I want to understand more about how I can, you know, how I can honor this aspect of me or how I can work better in this situation. Um, or, you know, I, you know, I want to create a servitor that's going to go out and find me opportunities for my business, or I want to create a servitor that's going to help me heal myself so I can attract love or affection into my life or heal some of the wounds that I have from generational trauma. There's a lot of reasons why someone would want to create this sort of a thought form. And part of it is just, is, is, is just that it's almost like you're able to delegate out that part of your thinking to this thought form. Um, And then, and then it really does become a reality in your life. And, and, uh, and I've done all kinds of different magic from poppets to, and I do candle magic and um, mm-hmm. I don't do the adornment things and I do crystal grid things and uh, or try to, I'm not good at it. I can never remember where I put the crystal grids. Um, so now I just have rocks like everywhere and I don't really know, which is why I come back to goddess elite. Then I can <laughs> just buy more rocks that I can put in more places and, <laughs> And in a thousand years, someone will dig this place up in an archaeology dig and they'll say, well, I've really screwed up the natural order of the world. Um, but for thought forms for me, because I created, I, I use these magical servitors in my in my workings and in my meditations and in my intentions, they do all sorts of really interesting things have happened. So um, in the, uh, eh, I need a thought form to go get my book. Um, but now if that happens, that'd be pretty cool. Um, so, um, right, that, that would make, that would make this class that much more interesting. Um, so, you know, so I, um, so, uh, one of the kind of really more interesting stories around, I'm going to go get the book. I was pardon, just pardon me why I escaped. escaped <laughs> the book is important because it reminds me what the hell I'm talking about. Um, so in, in, uh, when I was doing the divine masculine stuff, I created, um, I created a, uh, a, a servitor around the archetype of the trickster and the trickster for those of you who don't know the divine masculine is like the court jester, their truth to power They're Um, they, they, uh, they they take you down a peg, right? They're just like if you're like a being a little arrogant, a little bit cocky. The trickster is that sense of like I'm gonna cut you down. They're the comedians and the comedians and tricksters of the of the world. And so we, I would do these servitor creation nights on my channel, on my YouTube channel, 
And then the next Sunday, so that that was Saturday night. Sunday, I would usually go for a walk and really meditate in the creation of the servitor. Um, and then I would, I, and when I went for a walk, it was, it was always on the beach. So I, cause at the time I was living in, in uh, the third world of Florida. And so I would go to the third world beaches and I would walk along the third world beaches with all the third world people. And I would get to a place where I was done and I would carve a sigil out in the sand is kind of a way to say, this is the turning point. Now I've kind of feel like I've sat with this servitor for a while. I understand it carved the servitor into the sand and I would like at the shoreline and then I would walk back or I would sit and look out depending on how early that happened. And so for the trickster, interestingly enough, and this you could call it coincidence, but that is all magic is kind of like the increasing odds of coincidence, right? So I get there, I draw the sigil for the trickster in the sand. I sit down and just kind of stare off blankly into the vast empty ocean bordering up against the third world of Florida and in and, and a dolphin a singular dolphin a singular dolphin swam up to within swam up basically to to the shore because they can get pretty shallow and it's diving along and playing in the waves and things like that and I was like that's super interesting and then it occurred to me that in many South American cultures they refer to dolphins as the tricksters of the sea they're shapeshifters and tricksters so here I have this trickster archetype this trickster servitor I call the servitor forward with the sigil dolphin like that's pretty interesting in my opinion that's not something I have I was out every week walking the, I don't see dolphins so that thought that was interesting I'm sure people who live in the third world of Florida say that's pretty common, but that's okay. Now, um, what are the odds? Like you kind of had a visible representation of your servitor. Um, did, did, you, when I drew it, it did not look like a dolphin. I was, <laughs> I was going to say, um, so when you're creating this magical servitor, um, do some people have like a mental image or does the energy create itself? Yep. Like, yep. So, so when you're creating the magical servitor, you really are going through, it's not just, I have this idea and I'm going to attach the sigil to it. It really is the development of a thought form. And so you give it, uh, you give it characteristics and you give it behaviors that are, that you, you really start off with what is the goal for this thing and what is it going to do specifically? And then you start thinking about what are the characteristics? So, you know, for the for the for the trickster, for example, the characteristics were that they were very, very wise, wiser than they would let on. Um, mm. They were intelligent, well read. And you start to create this backstory. And then part of it is also that you really must create an image of the servitor like you like I'm a terrible artist, but I try my best. And to draw through what this servitor is going to look like. And Damon Brand, who wrote a book called Magical Servitors, which I think I sent you when we talked about booking this class, mm -hmm. um, talks specifically about the, the intentionality of the eyes, in, as, uh, eyes as a place of connection. And so you are drawing what this thing needs to look like. I did not draw a dolphin. That doesn't mean anything. Um, and that's it. It just happened to be what happened. And it doesn't have to be a person like this was something that we learned a lot 
on our on the channel when we're doing all these live streams is it just has to be some sort of form. It doesn't have to be a person. It doesn't have to look like a person. It doesn't have to be an animal. It could be both those things. It could be a scribble. It could be whatever you intend, but you do have to draw out its body and its head and you know whatever whatever forms it has. The hard one for that was when we drew drew the drew the lover archetype of the divine masculine. It's difficult to get people that understand we were talking about the divine masculine and not the masculine divine. So <laughs> and and as as a middle-aged guy <laughs> with, with I was decidedly not characteristic of what my audience was describing and I felt a little bit off put. <laughs> Did you not I, feel recognized, Mike? I was like, what? Like, you know, I don't think I need to have a 12-pack. Well, six-pack. I have a 12-pack. <laughs> I was going to say, how many people were drawing, like, a Fabio? <laughs> they the all were. Cover model versus... Yeah, they all were. And that's fine <laughs> if that's what their vision looks like. But they had different intentions for their divine masculine, I assure you. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> fun. Um, I'm sure that class was not very much on the serious side. Uh, no, no, and it was action. I should. Yeah, say. it was our live stream. There are we have a lot of people on our in our in our, my YouTube channel that are very serious about it, and in in there are people who aren't, and there are people who are right, just like any other community. And so that was an that was an interesting turning point for us as a group to realize that not every servitor needs to look like a human. Mm -hmm. um, it could be an object. It could be an amalgam of objects. It could be all kinds of things. And um, so for us, that was uh, for us, that was really an important part of it. And, you know, there's I just had a lot of we, I every week of doing the servitor magic with the divine masculine just brought really wild, wild experiences, dreams and thoughts of people that I never that I that I just didn't. You know, I, I I I had forgotten about or hadn't been thinking about, and and even during the stream, really hadn't been thinking about, right? So, you know, I you know there was a there was a time where we were talking about, um, we were talking about the um, the guide the guide archetype for the divine masculine, and I have a a mentor in my life who I miss and love dearly, and 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 I didn't even think about him during the stream, honestly, I just. We, we activated the sigil. I went to bed and that was, that was the end of that. But all night long, these just downloads of information about him um, and offering me that guidance that I needed at that time in my life is really, really important and, and surprising. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that's for me, that's not that I, I always have used, I've, I've been using servitors for many years and I have a lot of really profound experiences with them. And I think that's why I have an affinity for, for using them and making them in my life. Even if it's just, if I'm like, if I'm just, I'm taking a test for my job or for college and I want to have a servitor with some brains in their head, you know, that may be helpful. So would you equate these type of, uh, cause you know, the, the whole thought form and I'm sure given the conversation I had earlier with like on the Marianne stream, these thought forms that become real because you you, mm -hmm. you bring them forth, how are they going to be different than like a Sasquatch or a Slender Man, right? Because that right. came out of somebody's imagination. Yeah, 
Yeah. And so that's really interesting. That's a super interesting question. And yeah, so this is the, this is the, the, the responsive, the responsible part of creating thought forms is that you, you're essentially responsible as the practitioner, you're responsible for the care, feeding, and upkeep of your thought form. You can't just go dump this thing in a swamp. You have, like when you're done with it, you have to, there is, there is, an expiration process where mm-hmm. these thought forms come in and they go away. And we discussed that in the class. So not only how to create it, but how to uncreate it or how to put it back into its place. In okay. fact, a lot part of the creation process is where does this thought form or the servitor live when it's not actively in your life? If it lives at all, you know, is this just a one-time thing? It's like a tissue and we throw it away. Or is it something that we, you know, something more like a tool that we keep in the toolbox. We pull it out, we put it back, we pull it out, we put it back. Or is it something that's constantly and forever around us? And if that's the case, you know, how do you care for it? How do you keep a track of it? And there are stories of people who've created servitors who've let them run rampant in their lives. And they, they're just like any child that goes unfed. You know, they will, they will start to wreak havoc in your life. Um, and the, because they're, because they're, they've been left out of their box. And they've been left unsupervised. And they've been left unsupervised because you're the responsible caretaker and you went and had a party <laughs> with your friend while you left the, while you left the, let me make better meals servitor at work at your oven. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I was, I was wondering something like, so we've got all of these fantastical beings out there that no, some people see, some people don't. So, mm-hmm. What's the likelihood that somebody could see a servitor that you or I make? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never seen I've never seen one that somebody else created, but did but then try? we have things. What's that? That's it. Did you try? I don't know that I've tried. I figure your servitors are your business. You want to have an ent- right. magical entourage that's your thing. Um I think we see the effect of the servitor on people if we know they've done some sort of servitor magic um, okay. to create these things. I think we see that. And, and and certainly in creating servitors with my community on YouTube, we've talked about those things. Like so other people who created the servitor, servitors shared their stories of how that servitor came into uh how that servitor came to them in the night or how it worked on them. And, you know, I had an amazing story from one of my, uh, one of my channel members whose husband was on the stream and had been doing the divine masculine thing. And just like, just out of the blue was just like, I just need to tell you that like, this has had such a tremendous impact on him and our, our relationship. And I'm just so thankful for, spending the time with you to create these things. And we, you know, we have the worksheets and we, we sit down with you and we do our own thing. And we, you know, we go through this together and, and then afterwards have this discussion. So like anything magical, right, the more serious you are, the more. but that was, I thought, a really thoughtful comment that they're having these experiences and uh, based on the intention setting through this magical servitor. Now, it seems like there's a bit of a process in creating one. So mm-hmm. in the class, um, if everybody has a different purpose that they're creating it for, yes, um, like how easy is it to guide that many people in creating different 
different things. Uh, so, so it's pretty, I think it's pretty easy. Yeah, I'm a big believer in kind of magic and community. Um, even though I'm a solo, solo practitioner, I think it just makes it so I can choose the community I want to be part of. Um, so there's I think nothing wrong with that. Right. I'm like, I want to collaborate, but I'm really selective. Um, and so in the class itself, we're going to work together in groups so that we have one of the things in creating, I can certainly create a servitor on my own, but I feel a lot happier when I'm getting um, when I'm getting that back and forth with somebody. And um, especially when you're like, so I was thinking about, you know, the eyes on this servitor had like a depth and a dimension. Like it was almost like you were looking into a universal, like the universe of stars or whatever it may be. And someone was like, sorry, it's a weird loud sound. Um, someone's like, oh, I was thinking about the same thing or this thing looked like it had a frog's head. And they're like, yes, it had a frog's head. Of course it had a frog's head. Like that's like that sort of that's for me in a magical community. That's that sort of yes, I can also see what you're trying to create based on your intention. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I, I so in the class itself, we'll have those opportunities for people to work in small groups around you know, and share out what they're doing, like the intention setting, so we can get really clear. And I think this is probably something that your your shop folks and your team at God's Leap probably say all the time: be really clear about your magical intentions, mm -hmm. right? You know, if you say you want to be reborn as a hippie, enunciate hippie, so it doesn't come back as hippo. And so, right, <laughs> so right, you've got to be really, really clear about your intentions, and that back and forth in the class or the question asking and, and figuring out how to get really precisely clear is really beneficial. Otherwise what happens is you get a servitor who doesn't really know what to do. And, and what kind of chaos? I mean, you mentioned, you know, little kids left unattended. Now, if you created say a servitor to help with finance, do they go around and uncreate some finance trying to get your attention do they are they the knocking on the walls and the banging on the glass i mean what what are examples of unattended unattended so the so it it is of course dependent upon what goals you put in place but um i, I can imagine if you created a financial servitor of you know help me find opportunities for my business and this is how I'm going to care and feed you. And then you forget about that. I can I could see where things start to slip to the shadow side. Now I'm not just finding you. I'm not just finding you good opportunities that bring you revenue and profit. I'm finding you maybe slightly more dangerous opportunities. Things like, you know, let's get involved with this group of foreign nationals who are looking to, you know, maybe invest something in our political future and they're willing to give you a little bit of money or they start bringing you in, you know, the Nigerian prince who just needs your bank account information, 500 of your dollars in order to give you $400,000 worth of cash. So it's almost kind of like they take your intention to the, to kind of a, in kind of a ridiculous, kind of an ad nauseum or ridiculous extreme. And they start presenting you with shadow things. And it may be such that it, so in when I've left servitors on and unattended, um, they they kind of they tend to go towards the shadow side of of what your goals are, the things you're trying to kind of things that you know are out there and you're trying to avoid, but you're you want to kind of you're trying to avoid and and the divine masculine the servitor series that we did, this was particularly poignant when we started to create the destroyer. 
Um, the, so the destroyer, I kind of, I left on, on accident, didn't even think about it. And my computer fried. This was after I just moved to North Carolina. We we're going to do the destroyer. And I've been working on the destroyer. I've been thinking about it before the stream. Uh, we had a lightning strike nearby. It fried my computer. I had to rebuild my whole computer, like new components rebuild. So that was super fun and expensive. God damn it. And the reason, and, and so the destroyer's purpose in our life is really important because it does allow us to rebuild things. But I didn't need to rebuild my computer that week, particularly. That was not one of your goals. It was not decidedly not one of my goals. But it was also like it was like an awful week at work. Um, like my boss at the this was not a, the company I work for presently. It was a company I worked for before you. Um, I'll just there before that, not before you, but before this current company. It rhymes with Lenovo, um, and so uh, <laughs> it's a computer company large computer company rise with Lenovo. And so, um, right. This is like at the time, like it, they were just, they lost their, they lost their minds completely. Like just all kinds of really terrible interactions, awful people saying awful things about other people. Like the destroyer was just laying waste to my life. And I was like, all right, I need to care and feed this beast. And then I need to expire it. Uh, so after you have one running amok and you go, oh, <laughs> let me That's go fix this. <laughs> amok, amok, amok. Right. Um, um, the minute you do whatever the fair and key of care and feeding that fair and creating, man. <laughs> I know. It's today, words are hard today. Words um, are hard. <laughs> and it's not even a Mercury retrograde. Go fix No, it. but Earth might be in retrograde. That's oh. kind of what I've decided. <laughs> Earth is the challenge constantly. <laughs> um, like how how quick do they snap back to attention? Oh, immediately. Like for me, the like as soon as I realized the destroyer was at work in my life, I was like, okay, listen here, pal. Here's your here's what we said we would need to feed you. Um, and now let me put you back. Like let me expire you backwards. Um, and so there's a servitor, there's a servitor series um called, and you've heard me talk about this because. Um, this actually came to me by someone who uh, used to work with your store called the 40 servants. This is from Tommy Kelly. And um, hang on a second. I don't know that that was straightforward for everybody. So that's what's there. We go. That's there. True. We go. That's better. <laughs> Although everything's on the wrong side now, stupid mirrors. Here's a thought for you, Melissa. Hmm. Outer space could be filled with vampires and we would never see them. Because telescopes work on mirrors. That's just a random thought. Um, so, <laughs> so I'll give you a four example. So this is a, this is a magical servitor here called the Forty Servants by a guy named Tommy Kelly. And Tommy Kelly has there right. it is like the drawing of oops there we go there we go <laughs> the drawing of the, the drawing of the servitor right. The sigil up at the top, so we know this is a, and I like, and you're supposed to use sigils anyway, but um, sigil to activate the servitor. And the way that you retire the servitor, the way that you feed it and retire the servitor is to, um, is to, I, this always drives me crazy. Um, so um, the way that you retire it is by thanking it publicly. So that's how you care and feed it. And it's also how you retire it. 
And um, I think that that is, that's a, that's a really big deal. Like that's a, that's a big deal. The light is, sorry, the light is kind of cuckoo bananas. Um, <laughs> so it's just cause it's daytime. I'm not used to that. I'm not used to doing things during the day. Um, so that is one way that um, you can create, you just create a retirement ritual. It can be as, it can be as, um, as good as you want it to be. Oops, that's the wrong one. Um, there's exposure. Oh, I can't do the exposure. Oh, well, we'll just figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Flying by the seat of your pants, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I'm just adjusting things on it as I go. Um, so, but that's how you do that, right? So you create a ritual by which you're going to retire. So a big part of the creation process is to know its purpose and then to know when its purpose has been served. And then, um, right, and to know when its purpose has been served. And then, so that's to help you be a better responsible caretaker. And then to have a ritual by which you say, this is, this servant now is done. And this is what that looks like. So for Tommy Kelly and his servitor series and his servitors are kind of as you need them, the way you put the servitor back in its space and back in its holding pattern for you is to thank it and let it go back. And that's its food. And it goes back to its home and it kind of kicks it there until someone brings it forward. So you create your servitor and you're remembering to feed and care properly. Mm -hmm. How do you recognize when they're working for you? You know, is it very clear and abundant or are you going to have to sit there and be like, it could be, it couldn't be. No, it's, it has always been very obvious for me when the servitor was at work. Um, so a good example is um, a good example was, um, was selling selling my house in Western New York. So we had gone through the process of selling the house or gone through the process of contacting a realtor. And she came in and told us all the things to do, right? So this is magic. Magic isn't just a, magic without work is a wish. Magic with work is success, right? And so more likely to be success. <laughs> and so there's my disclaimer. And so the realtor said, these are all the things that you need to do to the house to be have it be ready for sale. Um, and in the front doorway, after we did all the things, painted the pipes in the basement and cleaned this up and got this done and all this other stuff, she came back. And, you know, I went to the front doorway or the kind of the main entry doorway, mm -hmm. and I wrote in the door in this in the sash of the door, I wrote some sigils for the forty from the forty servants. Um, it was the mother, the father. Um, so the house would be protected. It would be cared for and loved by the mother. It was the road opener so that obstacles to the purchase would be, would be cleared for us. And it was the protector to know that this was a safe home and to keep danger out of our home. Um, so um, it, it, the, the housing market at the time is was like early May. The house marking at the time was right, right in its peak for Western New York. Lots of inventory out there at the time and lots of houses going, um, going for um, going for below, uh, hoping for more, usually going for below asking. Right. So inventory side within 24 hours, we had an offer on our house over asking and we had closed. it. So it's like. That's pretty, that's a pretty, uh, now we had done this before and we buried that little, what's that little statue dude's name? Oh, St. Joseph. St. Joseph. Yeah. Well, he can stay buried, that son of a bitch. Um, so 
He, I don't know where he is in that yard, and I don't care. As far as I'm concerned, he's pointing straight down and keep going. Um, and so the servitor is what did it. The servitors, because we did St. Joseph two or three years before that, didn't do a damn thing. Um, and so not, not uh, lots of reasons. I, I'm in the same boat, man. At right. one point, I had an army of them in the front yard, and I'm yeah, like, right, they're all stacked up. It's looking like a mausoleum <laughs> right. out there. Right? Um, it's a shrine. Um, but the servitor did the work. Same with the same with servitors and job off job jobs. It might when I was actively interviewing, use the servitors every time I use the key, the gatekeeper and the and the road opener. These two servitors from the forty servants, I would always fly through in fact i'm not i don't want to say uh, but i'm going to say it's working now <laughs> and i use servitors for all kinds of things you know you know my kids don't know that i got the protector sigil on their doors and use it for that and thankful all the time for it the effects of a servitor are just as i said with the divine masculine almost immediate and very obvious so because you're putting your intention in it, you're like the, the I, I, you know, it's one thing to have a candle that's adorned and you're like, okay, candle, do your candle thing. Um, but this is the creation of magic. And so your intentions are in every letter that you write down in the servitor making process. It's in every pencil stroke and pen stroke of drawing this thing. The ritual that you create to bring this thing into existence is your ritual and the ritual that you use to expire is your ritual it is a deeply personal magic deeply personal magic so people signing up for the class which we mm -hmm. have the link displayed right there um so if you want to sign up and anybody from anywhere can take the class because it's yes. going to be offered for virtual as well um do they need to have like an intent ready to go like i'm going to no. create a servitor for this no, it would obviously be helpful if you did. If you came in and you said, this is an aspect of my life that I would like a little bit more help in, whether it's love or finances or job or, you know, cooking skills or, you know, carpet cleaning, whatever. It could be anything. It could be, it could be mundane. It could be massive. Um, I tend to believe in smaller magics. Um, but um, they don't have to because part of the brainstorming process when we get in there and start setting down once we kind of walk through what is a servitor will be for them to sit down and say this is what i'm going to create um based on kind of how i'm feeling in the moment and i'll have i'll have objects and opportunities to help folks if they're just like i don't know i just kind of want to do one we'll be we'll all be able to i'll have objects and intentions uh for them to create something for their life and of course i'm there to provide that hands-on assistant and say, so what are we working on? How, what's, what's going on in your life? How are things, how could things be better? How could they be worse? You know, and let's, and, and, and I will caution this, that I, I would, I would discourage people from creating magical servitors that interfere with the free will of others. So we're not going to, I'm probably not going to encourage people to create a magical servitor that turns person X into Mr. or Mrs. Person Y, right? So, like, don't, we're not saying, like, I want this servitor to go out and put a black bag over this person's head and drag them back to my love nest. That's, <laughs> that is not, a, that's not okay. So, we'll talk about how servitors are personal magic and not magic to woo others 
<laughs> Woo or and or kidnap like, their intentions. <laughs> you just see somebody being hoisted like, over some invisible shoulder and just like walking right, just down dragging there. down the street, like <laughs> screaming. That's not okay. Like okay. Um, that's a whole new cool TV show. I bet Netflix would pick it up. Uh, they probably they would do just about anything, I think, at this point. <laughs> So they don't necessarily have to have an intention with no, them. No, experience else? doing it. What uh, what other what things might they need to bring with them for this? So class? I will have a workbook. I'll have two printed for everybody who attends in person. I'll have two printed workbooks um, so that folks can uh, create. Kind of, it's just a worksheet, a guided worksheet, so they can create a servitor in the class, but as well as one. Um, if they want to take it home and just have the worksheet and we'll make a digital copy available so people can have it and work with it. You don't need it, but it's helpful um, to remind you how things are going. Um, I'll provide uh, pencils and pens so that people who show up without pencils and pens in this era of COVID um, can have pencils and pens. And I'll have part of the activity is going to be um, on the wall. So we're going to have I'll have big sheets of paper so we can kind of brainstorm and work things out on paper. But they can bring anything that you can bring anything that you want to bring. If you want to bring um, colored pencils or finger paints or watercolors or however you want to create your servitor, especially in the creation part of it, like when we start to picture it and, and, and build that picture out, you're welcome to do that. If you draw, if you're a sigil magician and you use sigils and you only do it with your calligraphy pens, bring your calligraphy pens. Um, and then the other part that I think is going to be a small, the other part that you can bring with you, or you can probably, when you and I talked about this, Melissa, is for a lot of the sigil act or a lot of the um, servitor activation, a lot of people develop pretty robust, uh, pretty robust um, ceremonies and rituals um, that involve a whole bunch of things. So I've had people from my community develop an activation rituals that use sigils, but carved into candles I've had people do the same thing, but with, with uh, Paulo Santo. Um, I've had people say, you know, we're going to do spell it all out in crystals or use a poppet doll or something like that. So when we get to the ritual, the activation ritual design part of it, and we start talking about it, people start sharing what those are. They can then like we can, even though the shop will be closed, they'll have an opportunity after the workshop to get the get the ritual needs that they have to activate the sigil so they can walk out that night with a servitor in, in hand and the ritual things that they want in hand. And, and I think that's pretty cool. But show up with anything. If you feel like you need bells or symbols or, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm down for whatever. I'm... <laughs> All the all the things. Yeah. I'll provide you the basics. You provide the extra. Right. <laughs> you bring all the art supplies. Or right. The Absolutely. And art supplies. Absolutely. Um, let's say we we have a student who's there with the class, right? And whatever they may design, um, are they able to get a hold of you if they have questions or things maybe aren't working quite as they thought it would? <laughs> no. Um, no. Yes. <laughs> no. Absolutely. <laughs> If you want, the only place that I kind of draw the line is if you've released a fey or elemental, you're on your own at that point. Um, I'll wish you well and 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 say I remember you fondly. Um, and then you're on your own. Call when it's over. And I have two people in my life right now that seemingly have released the fey. Don't call. Um, <laughs> I'll call. <laughs> 
phone call. Yeah, but absolutely. People can get a hold of me. I'm uh, people can get a hold of me on Instagram. They can get a hold of me through YouTube. They can get a hold of me through now through TikTok. Um, through TikTok, um, through Tic Tacs. They can send Tic Tacs my way. Um, but Instagram is usually a good place to get a hold of me. Um, and of course, uh, you know, of course, if they can't remember those things and they reach out to you, I'm available to help them out. Absolutely. Like I'm here, I'm here to be of service and I'm ha- I'm happy to expose more people to uh, magical servitors because I, of all the magics that I've done, magical servitors are, I think, my most powerful and most abundant form of magic. Because you've been, I'm just, I was sitting here trying to think back, like how far back I remember you first starting to talk about it and experiment. And you had said you were going to go play with this first before you would even recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. So the, I, so I came to know the magical servitors through, um, it, so what was the first HHH expo that I attended? It was, I want to think. It was, it like, was a minute ago. I yeah, mean, like six years ago, seven years ago, something like that. I'm trying to think because I think I think I had my oldest little mystical with me, so she was probably she was probably eight or nine. So was that so the remember, she had all of the different Pringles and she was yes sandwiches. Okay, that's right. Yeah, we did the whole Pringles discover your stomach ache challenge. Um, so like make your make your own acid reflux. Um so, <laughs> so what is pizza and licorice taste? Um awful. so it, 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 it was super fun. It was like that was, it was the best time. So one of the one of the other folks that was there came up to me without without the 40s the middle of my story. This is how it started. It's your origin story of Mike of Dr. Mystical and the, the 40 servants and magical servitors is this person came up to me at the expo kind of in passing doc you gotta come see the 40 servants it's amazing and this thing is for you i know it's for you and i'm like yeah yeah but it was super busy as it always is at the expo and i'm like yeah i'll swing by and take a look at them and i never and i didn't it's not because i was ignoring this person it's just because i just had pringles to get um and so um, that night in the hotel room between the Saturday and Sunday of the show, I was having these crazy ass dreams about all these different images and entities. And I had no idea what they were, but I had a really clear picture of what seemed to me at the time like an infinity symbol. Right. Um, or, or part of an infinity symbol. And that's kind of what I remember. And I went into sat- Sunday Oh, Doc, you got to come see us. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a chance to go over. The, oh, I don't have them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, and but go to the website and take a look at it, right? And so, of course, I was driving back to Buffalo that night. Um, didn't really get a chance again. Another crazy night of dreams. And the next day, woke up and went and looked for these forty servants. The symbol that I was seeing in my dreams was this one. That was the symbol in my dreams, not having seen this deck, not having seen any of the servants, the pictures of the entities are the 40 servants. This people say, what's your favorite tarot or Oracle deck? This is the deck. Um, I bought every deck he's made, even though they're all the same. Um, (laughs) So I even have the bigger version. (laughs) 
<laughs> Would you tell him I've been contacting him forever to I sell will. those? <laughs> I will. You know, and you know, so I I have the altar cards in which I use I use a lot. So these are this is the altar card version, um, and I use them a lot. There's he also has created something called the Four Devils, uh, which is not part of the service, um, but um, and it's not about the devil. It's different, just like little D devils. Um, so that was where I began my servitor kind of tradition. And I wanted to know more about it. So I started to watch more videos about it and more um, vigil, more started to do sigil work and found that to be particularly powerful and really took my time to step into servitors so I could kind of figure out a way to do it that made sense. I think Damon Brand's book on magical servitors does a great job kind of introducing the concept and giving you a lot of this kind of esoteric type of stuff that you want to think about as you're doing it and then leaves it up to you without a lot of guidance forward. I like to think that I've added a bit of practicality to it so that we can use servitors more cleanly, more clearly, and more safely. Cool deal. I, yeah. I know in some, in the beginning research, I looked, uh, some of the writings on them made them not, let me back up. It made them seem like they were very hard to create, mm -hmm. tedious to maintain. And, you know, and I'm like, who has time in their day right, to do this and to work with this? Yeah, it, it is, it is, it is a more active magic than just having a spell candle or a prayer candle or an altar because you, because you really, it's something that you need to create and you need to kind of think about. But I think a big part of what makes it very practical is that in, in the design in, in the creation process, we also, we also make the uncreation process. And so, and, and if, and if, and because it, and because I've kind of related it to back to your, well, in the workshop, we'll do this. We'll say, how much time do you got? Like, you know, like if you're like unlimited and you can just, play with all these servitors all the time, like do what you want, but I'm busy. And so we'll talk about like, what's it not just kind of like buying a pet, like what's the likelihood are you really going to go take that thing for a walk every day? Mm -hmm. um, and if the answer is that you can't, right. We'll talk about kind of the responsible ownership of a, of a servitor. And so we'll guide you forward in a way to fit it into your, everyday practical life, but it, it, it's certainly a more active style of magic. And I think for a lot of people who are, I think if it's, so if it's like, so the next question you should ask me is who should take this workshop? Doc? Oh, I was going to say who should, and who should have to be a vastly many years practitioner to be able to understand this and, and work it. No, the answer is no. Um, so here, so who should take it? Someone who, someone who has um, some, there's a lot, I think there's a couple avenues in that I think would really, really benefit people. Someone who's been doing a lot of lucid dreaming or astral travel stuff. This may be a good, good way for you to start to, because you're already kind of, your pump is already primed on kind of you on, on your intentions and where you go. Magical servitors may be a great, great advancement to give you some traveling companions um, to, or, or at least somebody to kind of some benchmarks or ways for you to take that lucid dreaming and those astral travels and bring those back into practicality for your life in this current earth version of earth, <laughs> which I'm hoping we're going to get an upgrade, but 
seems like the firmware is out of date. Um, <laughs> so for, for the earth. The other thing I think are people who have been doing a lot of passive, not I don't say passive, but passive style magics like candle magic or they're 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 building altars or they're adorning candles, right? I think this is another place. This is an extension of that sort of kind of it, it, think of passive and active on a spectrum. Like if it's if you're in that set it and forget it style of magic, this is a nice step for you forward into really thinking about being intentional. Um, the other thing, the other way that I want people to think about this is that doing the servitor stuff for me has made my life more intentional. So I don't wake up in the morning and just hope for the best. Um, I really think that servitor magic and the use of servitors have helped me to understand how to set an intention and hold that intention close and focus on it and do that work. So if you're struggling with your way forward in life or you're just like, I have this little ball of chaos and some days are good and some days are awful, this is another thing that can help to focus and hone your mind so that you are more intentional about what it is that you want to do. Disclaimer. The more intentional you get, apparently, the more it pisses people off because they're not as intentional as you are. And they think that you're being a bit of a hard ass. At least that's what I've been told. <laughs> I hear that all the time anyway. <laughs> right. Right. No one ever says that you're a hard ass to your face. I mean. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I, I heard you mumble something last night on your live. Like, all I said was I was a little afraid of you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even had to use my pin pan in a while, Mike. You I know. <laughs> you only have to use it once. I, I tell that story to people all the time. I'm like, you only got to cross Melissa one time to know, <laughs> to know, to know that she has your, to know that she has your best, your best intentions at heart. <laughs> oh, so many, so many directions we can take. Um. <laughs> But those are so those are the people I think. I think if you're a, an active dreamer, lucid dreamer, traveler, this is a good way to 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 bring those those prophetic dreams into reality. People have been on the core more kind of more on the passive, more past set it and forget it side of magic. This is a way to bring that forward. And people are really struggling um, with being intentional about where they want to go. If they're feeling a little bit lost in their life, they're feeling a little bit like they just need to do something different with where they are right now. A servitor is a good place for that. I think too, if you're a practitioner and you're, you've gotten a little bit bored with your typical, yeah. you know, methods, or if you have a particularly stubborn, tough thing that you're working through, be it uh, for yourself or a loved one within reason, because there mm -hmm. are permissions, you know, yes. maybe adding this happen. on top of what you've been doing, you yeah. know, could be that breakthrough point for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the worksheet itself is like seven or eight pages. I mean, think that's, I mean, it's a lot of writing and a lot of erasing and a lot of going back and forth. And so, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that it, if anything, it's, it's a lot like Reiki, right? If anything, you're getting, you're getting an hour and a half's worth of focus on a problem that you need focus on. Um, and, and we're able to, within the workshop, carve that space out for you so that you're not distracted by screaming kids or fighting neighbors or, you know, the tea kettle. Um, and so I think that, you know, I, my intention for the workshop is to create, is to 
to build a really creative and magical community in that space. So we'll have the we'll have the resources to do that and we'll facilitate a really collaborative a really collaborative place where you can create a servitor that's effective and you can be proud of um, and talk about with other people about how you do that. So um, I'm excited about it because I haven't taught and I haven't like we have it because we haven't been doing people things. Right. Well, I mean, I think we're all really in the last year, like really starting to get back into in-person, hands-on, not just online. I'm really yeah. careful about that because people want me to like come back like in the day hustle. Like, let's come back to the office. I'm like, I tried it. It was horrifying. <laughs> like I was, it was, I was panic inducing. Like I had to go out to my car for an hour and a half and sit there and go, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> like, like I can't go back in. All I wanted was free lunch. It was terrible. <laughs> was it worth your free lunch? Was no, it, it was decidedly <laughs> not worth the free lunch. Um, so, you know, you'll get hands-on unless you're virtual and virtual is fine. You're still, you will get hands-on even if you're virtual. Cause I've done this virtually for, I did this virtually for months. Mm -hmm. And so you'll be hands-on cause you'll have the worksheets. You can download them. You can print them. You can sit in your studio with all your colored everything's and your bells and trinkets and stuff. And you can mm -hmm. be there. And if there's more than one person virtually, we'll be able to put you into a zoom room. I don't know. We'll, I, Breakout we'll room. see. We'll figure it out um, so that you can have those that that work. If not, if there's only one or two, right, we'll just stick you with somebody who doesn't like people in person. No problem. I'm sure there's plenty of those. Yeah, we're, we're going to work really, really hard for people who are virtual and who are in person to get get the mm -hmm. most out of this workshop. And of course, if you're virtual, I, I realize there's an element that'll be missing. And that's what I do for a that's what I do for my day hustle. And so I'll, I'm, I'm really intentional about making that work. I may even make a servitor just so we have a good workshop. I think that'll be a good one. There we go. And, and the last little point that I'll, I'll point out for people is you actually, you're not just Dr. Mystical as a fun name. You actually no, are a doctor. I am. Uh, in, in education. Uh, in education. In so, teaching. Specifically in oh, how to teach better. There like, we go. <laughs> So um, it's going to be a really smooth, uh, well done class because we have yeah. somebody that's what you do for a living. Let's hope so. that that's true. <laughs> we're putting it out there, Mike. Yeah, make yeah. It's, we're putting now. Teaching is always a little bit of chaos. It's always a little bit of fun. But mm -hmm. uh, just like it's not I don't want folks to know it's not didactic. It's not me it, just lecturing at you for an hour and a half. It really is you doing a lot of the work and getting that guidance so we'll set the tone we'll set the pace we'll give you the resources and mm -hmm. we've got uh we've got people who are going to be in the workshop to help out so i don't have to be in every place because you know my goal like i would if i have to set an intention and a goal for this workshop i would love to see i would love to see 20 people sitting in that workshop mm -hmm. and creating magical servitors and getting to know different people who are doing this kind of magic and starting to create a community within goddess elite that's focused on magical servitors. I think that's, I'm not saying your shop needs anything other than it has, but mm -hmm. this would be kind of a cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> you just want, you want a home base to come back to in Ohio. Like I'm going to my servitor people. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And we should think about that, right? If we come become a servitor community, we should, we should have a servitor fest. There we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Add that to my list of things to do. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Anything I can do to help. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, everybody. Well, again, we've got this class coming up. It is August seventh. Uh, uh, starts at six o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So if you are a friend that is not in the Eastern Standard Time time zone, you can absolutely still join us. Just make sure you're aware of the time difference and, and you adjust accordingly. Um, but in person, yeah, we, we've got plenty of room because we have that whole new office space now that, that can hold a lot of people. So That's right. the more the merrier. Um, absolutely. But but yeah, please go ahead, sign up. Link is right there. We'll put it in the show notes as well. And uh, we're looking at making this class kind of available all the time. Yeah. So if you decide later that you want to sit through the class or you're brand new to it, you'll be able to sit and learn and keep going. Be able to reach out to Mike if you um, have a servitor running amok. <laughs> unless, you, unless it's like, I want to. Servitor brings in elementals. <laughs> that, that's going to be your your new side gig. Like you're going to have to go around corralling all of the amok servitors. <laughs> the amok servitors. That's a whole stream. How do you tame the amok? So right, it's private services. I, I bring them back. I rein right. them in. That's right. It's just like it. It's honestly, it's just like kids to some degree, right? You just feed them. Get them a nap, and then generally things are okay. I say that about my readers. I give yes. them a table, a timer, and a snack. Yes, and and then they're like, "Why are you up? Why are you want get back in that room?" Right. Yep. <laughs> Stay focused. Eat your go earn your keep. Right. <laughs> so I like working for you. Right. <laughs> you like of, I here I am in my house, and I'm all a little like. <laughs> 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 all right everyone. well you got any last uh important information we should all know about uh class yes so first of all even if you don't know anything about servitors you should come and do this class because it's going to introduce you to people who are in this community who want to do magic together and this you it, and and like all things magic right the more traditions and practices you have the better magician you are in the place that you want to focus so that's the first thing you need to know this is a hands-on collaborative experience we're building a community here we're not just building servitors we're building a community of people who use servitor magic so that we can all continually get better because that's what i'm here for i want people to be better i'm supportive of your magical practice because i want you to be supportive of our collective magical practice and that's something that i do every week on my YouTube channel. So you should find me on YouTube under Dr. Mystical. Same on Instagram. If you want to try me out on TikTok, you can. I cannot promise I'm going to be there for very long, but you can hang out. But YouTube is the main place that you can come see me. If you want to know how crazy I am, right, that's the place. But if you want to see how we've created servitors in the past, I have a whole list on live servitor magic that you should check out. Yes. And if you sure, just search Dr. Mystical YouTube, he pops up. He's the only one even remotely close in that type of name. I'm just that magical. (laughs) (laughs) You cornered the market in the name there. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And Gianna, it does not have the logo, does not have a mustache on it anymore. It just says Dr. M. (laughs) Well, and I see your little steampunk hat behind you. That used to be part of your whole uh, aesthetic, too. Yeah, used to be Um, all steampunky. Now I'm all just t shirts and shorts. There we go. (laughs) What are you going to do? It just became more about the magic and less about the man. 
So do that, or you, or you need to create a fashion servitor. That, oh, maybe. Oh, oh, yeah. If I create a steampunk hat servitor, I'm going to put one with the fan on the top, so it's my head gets not so sweaty. <laughs> so. There we go. All right. All right, everybody. Well, go ahead and check out the class. Uh, stop in and see Dr. Mystical earlier in the day because he will be doing private readings for. Yes. You know, we'll be doing some tarot readings. Mm-hmm. And mediumship readings, so you can come and check me out before. You can bring me a snack. Bring you a snack. <laughs> uh, can you do readings with the forty servants, especially if somebody's contemplating yes. the class later that day? Yep. Yeah. You. Yes. Absolutely. I'll bring. I'll bring. Uh, I'll bring my forty servants decks in the altar cards, and we'll do readings Sunday. If you want to see what that does and how they work, we can talk about that. Um, okay. I use the forty servants a lot for both in direct divination, but also in, um, also it's kind of accentuating the reading. So if we're working on, you know, I want to be able to figure this out, we can draw a servitor that kind of helps you, it can kind of guide you along that path. We can also use servitors, it, the 40 servants in terms of readings of, uh, I don't really know, I just kind of want to figure some, what I want, I don't know, tell me what I need to know. I usually use the 40 servants to say, we need to talk about being more adventurous. Here we go. So, or whatever, whatever servant pops out, <laughs> whether it's mommy issues or daddy issues, that's the mother and the father. <laughs> what, you mean that's not all based on astrology? No. Like childhood trauma probably means more. It's it. Yes. yes. Oh, that's a whole other that's, conversation. Let's, that's a different hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now the question is from some of our participants, what kind of snacks do you like? So if they do oh, bring you yeah. a snack. <laughs> so my doctor says I'm not supposed to have sweets. So <laughs> are we listening to that doctor? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. Um, so any doctor is like, I want to get you off these meds. There's a good doctor by me. Um, so unless they're like, just stop taking this heart medication, it's like then no. I'm a, a little skeptical. Um, but um, yeah, salted meats and nuts, man. That's the not even salted, just throw, throw unsalted peanuts at me i'll be pretty happy <laughs> so if you start getting bopped the peanuts yeah. out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> and then then i'll have to create the servitor that will go around and clean up the shop that's right it, the- i i would suggest yes. that as you're thinking about what this looks like that it looks like an elephant <laughs> there we go <laughs> on a roomba i, I was gonna say because a roomba may not quite get it right um <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And uh, we do encourage you to come join us later for the class, uh, be it on here in person. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have a lot of fun together. I think so. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. And we will uh, talk to you all later. Bye.